1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: This is Metro News This Morning, bringing you this morning's biggest news headlines from across the state.
2: It is Tuesday, May 31st, 2022. Good morning, I'm Chris Lawrence, and we are ready to get your day started with a rundown of all that's happening in West Virginia. The Mountain State forecast today, another hot and sunny day across much of the Mountain State as we close out the month of May. We'll have that full forecast coming up. Right now, let's get up to date on the news of the day in West Virginia. At the Metro News Anchor Desk this morning is Carrie Hudasek. Good morning, Carrie.
1: Good morning, Chris. Pre-trial motions are set to be argued today in a high-profile Kanawha County murder case.
3: 39-year-old Joshua Phillips is charged with murder in the 2020 death of Charleston police officer Cassie Johnson. He shot her during a confrontation on Garrison Avenue. She died a few days after that early December 2020 shooting. Phillips now has a trial date of June 13th. He was scheduled to go on trial beginning in late March, but not enough potential jurors showed up for jury selection that day. Kanawha County Circuit Judge Jennifer Bailey has ordered 100 potential jurors be contacted for the mid-June trial date and they be given 20 days notice of their requirement to appear. Phillips has said he plans to claim self-defense in that trial. I'm Jeff Jenkins, WVMetroNews.com.
1: Also in Kanawha County Circuit Court today, former special education teacher Nancy Boggs is set to enter a guilty plea for allegedly abusing students in her classroom. Boggs, a former teacher at Holtz Elementary School in Charleston, was indicted by a grand jury last year and then resigned from her teaching position. She's accused of grabbing and slapping three students. Boggs will appear before Kanawha County Circuit Judge Mary Claire Akers at 1.30 this afternoon. State lawmakers are reacting to a request made last week by the leader of the Catholic Church in West Virginia to call a special session on gun reform in wake of the Texas school shooting. Bishop Mark Brennan of the Wheeling Charleston Diocese is asking lawmakers to consider banning assault-style weapons. Hancock County Delegate Pat McGeehan says he doesn't agree with Brennan.
0: It's disappointing to hear the head of the Roman Catholic Diocese here speak just so ignorantly about matters he should know much better on.
1: The bishop said the issue was a matter of public safety and that, quote, prayers are not enough. Tense moments at the annual Memorial Day Parade in Grafton. Police had to delay the start of the parade Monday after receiving a social media threat. That threat was against the town of Grafton, not the parade specifically, but the police chief decided to postpone the event by 20 minutes just in case. Officers determined there was no threat and that the person involved was not in the area. Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon says his office has a new website that he believes will be another step toward transparency.
0: This website is going to be literally a one-stop shop for our citizens. If you want to report a crime anonymously, hit that button. If you want to see what community events are coming up, hit that button.
1: To access the interactive map, you can go to berkeleywv.org and follow the public safety link to set up an account. There's a new police chief at Fairmont State University. Jeff McCormick brings about 30 years of experience to not only serve as the head of the school's police force, but to also command a new police academy, he says, that really drew him in. And that
4: academic component is what really made this position attractive because Fairmont State is poised to become only the second police training academy in the state of West Virginia, which I think is pretty huge.
1: McCormick spent about eight years in Georgia working for local law enforcement agencies, then took a job with the FBI where he served 23 years at several field offices and executive leadership positions before retiring in 2020. He was sworn in at Fairmont State earlier this month. Governor Jim Justice returns to the state capitol today to provide a COVID-19 update. Justice holds a virtual media briefing at 1030 this morning. You can watch it live at WVMetroNews.com. Last week, the governor was treated for possible Lyme disease after becoming sick following two events he attended in the northern part of the state. He had to postpone his briefings after that. A dashboard that tracks foster care system statistics in West Virginia is set to launch tomorrow. Officials with the state DHHR say it'll be similar to the dashboard used for tracking COVID-19 data. Some state lawmakers this past legislative session pushed for the creation of a foster care dashboard aimed at providing the public easy access to information about the current state of the system. House Speaker Roger Hanshaw says he believes changes in training for first responders could help staffing issues across the state. Hanshaw says despite demographic differences county to county, the state battles much of the same issues.
4: That training requirement really doesn't differ all that much between the Big Otter Volunteer Fire Department, which serves my house in Clay County versus the Morgantown paid city fire company.
1: Hanshaw says tailoring training to the specific needs of the community could help streamline the process. The topic was part of discussions last week during interim committee meeting meetings in Morgantown. More West Virginia communities are protesting a $297 million rate increase request by Appalachian Power and Wheeling Power. Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhaney says several governmental bodies have told the State Public Service Commission they oppose the hike.
0: Mercer County, the the town of Princeton, Kanawha County, and others have submitted official statements, sometimes in the form of resolutions, saying that they're really concerned about the economic forces acting on their citizens generally the
1: power companies made their request to the psc last month citing the rising price of coal and ongoing costs brought on by the covid pandemic
2: thank you carrie coming up in a moment state lawmakers return to charleston a week from sunday for another round of interim meetings we'll talk a little bit about that coming up in our backgrounder and then Kyle Wiggs will have a check on sports as the mountaineers will not be playing in the postseason. We'll talk about that and the abrupt end of their season coming up. It's all still ahead. Metro News, the voice of high school sports in West Virginia, brings you the 2022 State High School Baseball Championships. Thursday, June 2nd through Saturday, June 4th, the best teams in the state will battle it out in Charleston at Appalachian Power Park. You can listen to all the games on the Metro News Radio Network and watch the live HD video streams on the Metro News channel at wvmetronews.com. The 2022 State High School Baseball Championships here on Metro News coming up kyle wiggs will have an update on sports but right now in our backgrounder state lawmakers return to charleston a week from sunday for another round of interim committee meetings The Joint Committee on Government and Finance wants the state DHHR to address specific issues during its appearance before the committee. First topics were named in a Senate Finance Committee letter earlier this year, and we hear more from Senate Finance Committee Chairman Eric Tarr in our background.
4: So I think more than just asking them what do they need, because we've been giving and giving and giving things that have been told they need, it's just not been implemented. So I would like to see some accountability on the stuff we've given them to implement, especially when it's costed hundreds of millions of dollars to the taxpayers of West Virginia. And so that those questions submitted by the finance committee, as mentioned by Senator Baldwin, um, were directly at that. Is about you know here's the things we've given you to solve. Here's the dollars we've given you to solve and to apply, and yet there's no solution. So I think that that's that's a good place to start. Is with some of those questions came out of Senate Finance Committee, and we can direct take that directly to CPS. I would suggest we start with that letter from Finance Committee, which we directly said we wanted them to report. On accountability, to funds for giving DHHR to implement to address these problems that have not been done, and where those dollars went, and why haven't they been implemented? That letter went out. They were supposed to report the joint go uh, finance. We asked that that the report be before session was over. Just didn't get to that. It's a good place to start, and it's cut and it's leads right into the other part.
2: And the next round of interim committee meetings begins Sunday, June twelfth. To the sports desk now, Kyle Wiggs is in, and Kyle, it was a disappointing and abrupt end to the Mountaineer baseball season.
0: Disappointing indeed, and ultimately it was last week's 0-2 showing at the Big 12 tournament that cost the Mountaineers a place in the NCAA tournament. West Virginia's RPI fell from the mid-30s all the way to 49. They were passed by other schools having success in their conference tournaments Monterey coach Randy Mazie on the aftermath. Going into it, our RPI was 35. We weren't even considered one of the last four in, but as things unfolded, you know, it was literally everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. You know, we lost two games and the the upsets that were going on around the country and some of the games. I mean, UCLA scored nine runs in the bottom of the ninth against Oregon State to pass us in the RPI. Just everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. WVU season ends with a record of 33 and 22 the Mountaineers have just three players though who have exhausted their eligibility so the bulk of the team is expected to be back next year the big 12 did get five teams into the tournament oklahoma state and texas will host regionals tcu the number two seed at the texas a&m regional oklahoma the number two seed at the florida regional texas tech the number three seed at the georgia southern regional tennessee the overall number one seed virginia tech the overall number four seed in Maryland is hosting a regional for the first time. State baseball finals begin Thursday. Appalachian Power Park in Charleston. The double-A semifinals are first. That doubleheader begins at 4.30 on Thursday. Logan against Shady Spring, followed by Robert C. Bird against Fairmont Senior. Class single-A. Friday at 10 a.m., the doubleheader. Williamstown against Charleston. Catholicton, Wahama against Moorfield. Friday night, at 5 o'clock, Jefferson against George Washington, Hurricane against Bridgeport, all the games on the Metro News Radio Network and live video streams of all the contests at WV metronews.com. Pirates 6, Dodgers 5, Baltimore 10, Boston nothing. Thank you, Kyle. This afternoon from
2: 3 to 6, get up to date on sports, food, music, pop culture, and much more. An irreverent discussion about a little bit of everything on Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly and Coop on Metro News Radio and streaming at wvmetronews.com. Now for today's commentary, it's the voice of Metro News, Hoppy Kirchable.
3: Chris, earlier this month, Jeremiah Ellis was shot and killed while sitting on a blanket in his grandmother's apartment in suburban Chicago. Just two days after his ninth birthday, he was nine years old. Cook County authorities say the boy was shot 11 times. Police have arrested three individuals for what authorities believe was a targeted attack intended for adults in the apartment. One of the suspects is just 16 years old. The story made news in Chicago, but barely warranted a mention elsewhere. Single shooting deaths do not carry the same shock and horror as mass murders like the one in Uvalde, Texas, but they do add up. A study by the American Academy of Pediatrics, AAP, finds that firearm injury is now the leading cause of death for youth ages 1 to 19 in the United States, surpassing vehicle accidents. The mortality data include all deaths from firearms, homicide, suicide, and accidental. However, three out of five deaths are murders, 35% are suicides, 4% are unintentional. Our country stands out because of this morbid statistic. The study says that youth in the United States have a higher risk of dying by firearm injury compared with their peers in other countries. In 2015, the United States accounted for 90% of all high-income country firearm deaths among those birthed to 14 years old. The fact that young Jeremiah was black is not surprising. The AAP study found black youth are 14 times more likely to die from firearm injury compared with their white peers. However, white youth are more likely than other groups to use a gun to commit suicide. The mass murder of 19 children and two adults at Robb Elementary School has again raised the cry nationally to do something. A bipartisan group of senators is meeting to see if they can find common ground on any gun safety measures. Maybe they can but that has historically been difficult. Additionally, whatever modest gun control measures they can achieve may not deter the next motivated killer. Mass killings are a uniquely horrific form of violence, but there's another kind of gun violence in our country that is so common that it has produced a kind of cultural numbness of cause and effect. There will be no national outpouring of lamentations or cries to do something following the murder of Jeremiah Ellis, but he's just as dead as the children in Uvalde. Chris? Thanks, Hob. Hobby you'll return this
2: morning at 10.06 with Metro News Talk Line on Metro News radio stations all across West Virginia, and it streams live at wvmetronews.com. Your West Virginia weather forecast for this Tuesday. Today, going to be hot again with a high-pressure surface and aloft. Large and in charge through tonight. Strong late May heating will easily overcome the stability associated with the high pressure. An isolated thunderstorm over at least the higher mountainous terrains possible. Cold front likely to cross midweek, and after a good chance of showers, along with some thunderstorms both Wednesday and Thursday, high pressure builds back in with cooler weather end the shortened work week and persisting into the start of the weekend and now you're up to date have yourself a great day for hobby kerchival kyle wiggs and carrie hudasek i'm chris lawrence and this is metro news the voice
3: of west virginia metro news this morning is an exclusive production of the metro news radio network all rights reserved
1: with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere